And so one of the first things that you do when you go to basic training is they talk to you about like military operations in an urban terrain, right? That's mountain training, okay? So what that means is that it's not like in Vietnam anymore or anything like that. It's actually like, hey, we are going into places with, at the time, into places in Iraq. You need to know how to clear a house. You need to know how to clear an entire building. Like you need to understand this. And so what they did is that they taught us this concept called the fatal funnel, right? And the fatal funnel is that it's just like it says, like it comes down into the middle and it goes back out. And that doorway is in the middle of this funnel that goes on on either side. And this fatal funnel is where you kind of like you live or die. You have to go into that funnel in order to go inside of the house and clear the room. But what you have to do is that you have to move in and out very quickly. So with that training, I learned, you know, like, okay, cool. You kind of go in there and kind of figure this out. And, and it was very funny because that same concept of being able to move in and out of the funnel very quickly also applied to what I was going to be learning as an interrogator. Welcome everybody. Paramify Podcast. Woo! Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, man. Let's go. Let's go. Podcast. I'm Kenny Scott. I'm with, Keaton. With Keaton. Yep. Dude. And we're here with Reed King, my new friend that I made last year. Yes. Indeed. Randomly. Yes. Haphazardly even. It was... Yeah. That whole scenario was actually... I still look back on that <laughs> because there's occasionally... Due to due to my my background and everything else, I get a little bit salty <laughs> when I'm out like on my own and I'm traveling and I'm in a bad mood and everything else. And I'm supposed to be this this salesperson, and um, I'm sitting there, and it was super funny because I'm there at the getting ready to take off to like Washington D.C. And sure enough, I I go park my car, bring my bag over. I'm already kind of like in a bad mood because I've got to go and you know do this stuff back in D.C. Going to be away from the house, and then. I see this guy, and I notice that he looks at me, and I'm like, just ignore him. <laughs> just ignore him. Don't, don't talk to him. Don't look at him. And sure enough, and he took that as like, you know, kind of like, hey, well, that's, yeah, let's, uh, let's take this as a point of, like, enablement. I'm going to go ahead and disempower him a little bit. And he just said, how's it going, man? And I knew it right then. I'm like, man, I was like, it's going, it's going fine. How are you? we started talking a little bit about where, you know, where I was going. I'm going to Washington, D.C. What is it that you do? You know, I asked him what he did, and he said, well, I mean, have you ever heard of FedRAMP? And lo and behold, that was exactly what we were going through at my previous so company. You're, you're in a really bad we're, mood. I was in a really, <laughs> bad, really, really bad mood, like, because there's all of these deals that we were going through, and it's like, hey, where are you in this process, right? Where are you with your company as far as, like, FedRAMP? Are you FedRAMP high? Are you intermediate? Where are you at? And it was, I'm like, we are dealing with that as it stands right now. And obviously you see, like, his sales ears just kind of perk up. And he's like, well, let me tell you what we do. <laughs> I, was, I was so bad at the time. I it was perfect. Like, it was fine. <laughs> it was absolutely perfect. And, um, it just, and it just so happened that we had started a process. And, again, I was so far removed from that entire process. Yeah. And when I did actually go in and start talking to them, they're just like, oh, I think we already have a solution for that. Where I, sure. wasn't, I wasn't sure if they did or not. But she wasn't going to tell me anything. Yeah. So then, um, you know, so yeah, and I mean, I'll get into like how I ended up in that space in the first place, but I mean, it, that's where I'm at, like right there. And yep. then uh, he mentioned, well, do you know Adam Lancaster? Yeah, because you were like, because you right. said I'm from Wyoming, Star, Star Valley. Valley. Yeah, I'm right. like, oh, dude, Adam Lancaster, my homie. Yep. yep. Right? The, I, what's his company now? He, he, he had Rift. Oh, or he, whatever. Started, he started something. I don't know. And I, yeah, but he's Adam. He's doing his thing. You're amazing. He's grinding. Love he's you. He's grinding, doing you're a great, grinding. doing a great thing. He's on Instagram a lot. I see him all the time with his red, mm. with his red chucks on and everything else. Like totally. His selling shoes. Um, um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But um, that was that was where we kind of made that connection. And then I immediately, when I jumped on, I'm like, I, I jumped on my phone and I immediately was like, Hey, do you actually know this guy? <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> I do know that guy. And so we so we had a good. It was really funny. Um, but then just jumped on the plane and came back. And when I, uh, there was, there was a riff at my company, yeah. um, that occurred like in April of this year. Dude, how many are those? There's so many. Uh, there's like, a ton. They're just, it's still going on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah well, and it's, and I'll, and I'll tell you like, did you know that there was like a, um, what was it? And I may have told you this before, but there was actually Stanford had done a little bit of like research on that. And they started saying, like, hey, why do people go through these huge rifts that are occurring? And the reason is because everybody else is doing it. 
It's literally, what? it's yeah. literally following the trend. Yeah. Like, well, hey, big company over here went through a rift. We need to do a rift. We better do it too. We better do they this see too. something we don't. That's it. That's and it's insane. just, it's the stupidest thing that is I've dumb. heard of. I've ever heard of. And yeah. I saw that and just was blown away. When I saw that, I brought that up to like a couple of different people. And it happens. It absolutely yeah. happens. Wow. And this scenario with this company, that riff was a little tied to tied to something else. And there was a couple other things that kind of went down and yeah. whatever. But yeah. at the end of the day, they're still, they're still you know, moving along. And, yeah. you know, and at that time, like, Kenny called me up and he was just like, hey, Let's get together. Let's meet. Let's talk. Yeah, who cares yeah. about, like, whatever, right? Yeah. Like, the relationship, like, I thought, this guy's cool, man. And he's well, in the space, Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah for the yeah. most part, yeah. In that space, I was. Yeah. But it was um, it was a lot of fun being able to get to know him because it was. I was, like, sat down and uh, started talking, and, and I really was. I was a bit abrupt, in fact, if I recall. Yeah. And I was like, so what, what did you want to talk about? Like, why don't you bring yeah. me here, man? Mm-hmm. And he's like, honestly, I just wanted to get to know you. And that's what... Honestly, Kenny, that's what resonated with me the most is yeah. that you were that committed to building a relationship yeah. with me that I felt incredibly terrible for one. <laughs> and then I felt, and then I was like, this is a guy that I definitely want to make sure that I'm connected with. And so yeah. I started following all the things and I saw like, you know, the Paramify stuff coming up consistently in my feed and started looking at the YouTube stuff and everything else. And I was like, dude, these guys, like, they're doing great things for one in the space. And then the other piece is just like it looks like they're having a lot of fun going out there and just talking to people and not yeah. writing stuff. Yeah, yeah guilty, Superman. man. We are having a ton of fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, no, I I really appreciate you, Reed. So cool. All right, man. So you you got a, a really awesome background, right? And in particular, that's why we wanted to have you on here for selfish reasons, also. Okay, perfect. <laughs> perfect. I love it. Yeah. Um, but um, tell us a little bit. So you have uh, an interesting background. So you're ex-military, yeah, right, and uh, that got you into DoD, right? Yes. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you got a background in DoD and how okay. it led to sales. All right. Yeah. So yeah. tell us a little bit about. Yeah. Uh, so background. we're gonna we're gonna rewind all the way back Let's to go. 2005. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. 2005. Like most young men at the time, I was out doing summer sales for a security company that was located right here in Provo. It was okay. called Pinnacle Security. And then they, hey. I think they got bought out by like Protection yeah. One and I think they're still in business somewhere. I remember yeah. Pinnacle. Yeah. Yeah, because I was going to school back then yeah. in Provo. Yeah, yeah. same. That's, that's yeah. what I got. I got talked into it. I was in University of Utah at the time and then I got talked yeah. into going to this company. So anyway, so yeah. I went and sold and I had the worst experience ever. Perfect. Like it was talking about doing sales and everything. I just got this worst taste in my mouth ever when I did mm. sales. Yeah. And everybody used to say like, hey, you read you very personable. You should try to go out and do sales. And I'm like, yeah. no, not only no, but like, hell no. <laughs> right. no, I'm not doing this, right? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like, I'm, there's no way because it's just not a thing I'm going to do um, because I just had that much of a bad experience. Um, so then fast forward, just, you know, I ended up, you know, going to, going to school in Provo, um, ended up joining the military. And one of the things that I wanted to do is that I wanted to learn a language and I wanted to go out and be an interrogator. And that's what I did. Oh, they wow. call it human intelligence collection is what I ended up doing. Um, ended up learning a couple languages. Ended up learning Mandarin and French. Oh, um, my gosh. Both with, you know, both with the military. And then I uh, started to get into it. And I love, I love interacting with people, right. navigating personalities, all of this stuff. It's, it's amazing. Um, and so one of the first things that you do when you go to basic training is they talk to you about, like, military operations in an urban terrain, right? That's mount training, okay? So what that means is that it's not like in Vietnam anymore or anything like that. It's actually like, hey, we are going into places with, at the time, into places in Iraq. You need to know how to clear a house. You need to know how to clear an entire building. Like, you need to understand this. And so what they did is that they taught us this concept called the fatal funnel, right? And the fatal funnel is that it's just like it says, like it comes down into the middle and then goes back out. And that doorway is in the middle of this, funnel that goes on on either side and this fatal funnel is where you kind of like you live or die you have to go into that funnel in order to go inside of the house and clear the room but what you have to do is that you have to move in and out very quickly so with that training I learned you know like okay cool you kind of go in there and kind of figure this out and and it was very funny because that same concept of being able to move in and out of the funnel very quickly also applied to what I was going to be learning as an interrogator Right. Because as an interrogator, you have to be able to, you know, if you imagine that same type of funnel that's coming down. Right. 
almost like an hourglass type of thing. But in that yeah. middle, that's the piece of intel that you're always trying to grab. And so what you do is that you start up here at the top talking about just rapport. And then as you continue to start moving your way down, you work, you whittle your way down into that piece of information that you're supposed to be grabbing as an intelligence person. And then what you do is that you don't end right there. You have to actually work your way back out, right? So you have to move in. You can't stay there because mm -hmm. if you stay right in that middle, just like in the fatal funnel, you'll get shot, right? You'll die. Okay. And so you move your way back out. And then by the time you finish the conversation, the person was like, that was a really good piece of conversation that I had with Reed. And then that's it. They don't know what you've been trying to gather from them, okay? <laughs> so fast forward, I do, you know, I go out, I deploy, um, I go to Iraq in 2010, um, leading my own team, had a great time. I get done, mm -hmm. go back and get my degree. Um, I start doing uh, counterintelligence where you investigate national security crimes, things like that. Learned how to do that and then led my own, led, my own, led the schoolhouse that was, you know, one of three schoolhouses in the nation and I was out there and did a little bit of recruiting, did a whole bunch of this and that, and then 2020 hits. And uh, 2020 hit was pretty hard on our family mm -hmm. um, in that what happened is that my daughter had a hemorrhagic stroke. Um, she almost died. I remember that. Um, yeah. yeah, and what ended up happening is that she was able to recover and she's doing much better, but that just really hit me hard about like what am I, how oh, am yeah. I measuring success, right? Yeah. And, and it's bad when... When traumatic things like that happen, and that's what—that's when we're actually measuring, like, how am I, how am I measuring success? Yeah. Right. And so at that point, I said, hey, I don't think I'm going to keep working full time for the guard. And so I started working for a local company over here at Silicon Slopes, and they mm -hmm. gave me, they gave me a chance. I'll even shout out to them, like Job Nimbus did a great job. Gave me a chance to like go out there and kind of spread my wings a little bit. And then, when I was there, I was doing—I was found myself back in that seat of being able to gather intel. But this time I couldn't see anybody, mm -hmm. right? I had to just sit there and just do it on the phone. It's just like so remote. I just, yeah, just remote, right? And so what I did is that... What happened in 2020 again? I something remember. weird. Something yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. Something, something happened. Weird. Yeah. And so this was, uh, this was 2021, so it was just post that, right? Right. And so they were still like, hey, you, you have the choice. You can come in if you want. You don't have to, but okay. you, know, you can come in. So most of the time I wanted to go in just because I liked the energy. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think, you know, Keaton, you can probably speak to that as well. Like being, being, you know, being a business development, there's an energy when it comes to sales mm, that absolutely. you can just continue to kind of move through. And you felt the same thing. Yeah, it's but fun, man. It's a lot yeah. of fun being able to kind of <laughs> so move through fun. that. It's so yeah. anyway, so I rolled in and I started to like go through this process and I saw these, saw these folks like jumping on these calls and I would see them just, you know, just like smile and dial. Right, that's that's the thing you often hear is in like an SDR, right? Mm. Smile and dial. You just move your way through it, and I noticed that they weren't doing any type of like they weren't looking up to people, they weren't trying to find out additional things, like they weren't. They mentioned like maybe a couple of the problems, but that was it, mm. right? So I'm like, that's so I started utilizing those same things that I did as an interrogator, which is like I the fatal funnel, the fatal funnel, right? So I started oh. off with doing like the whole start up at the top, lower stakes though, right? But lower stakes, right? Nobody's shooting, <laughs> nobody's shooting at me this time, right? Nobody's, nobody's going to try to kill me. But, um, but I followed those same things that it was like, Hey, I started up at the top and what you do is that you start to, you find out a little bit of information beforehand before you even pick up the phone, right? Mm -hmm. So you find out that information. Once you get them on the phone, you start asking questions and determining what their needs are. And as you start working your way down, what you work down to in that middle piece of intel that we're talking about beforehand is their pain, mm -hmm. right? But the problem is, and you've probably seen this before, once you get to that pain, people immediately start to like throw out features. Here's the, here's the what we do. And they start throwing out like, hey, here's what we can do. We can answer. We can get you taken care of. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is that if you ever think about a time that you've ever been vulnerable with somebody about information and they just continue to like start talking about that vulnerability and it's like poking, it's like poking a nerve, mm -hmm. right? And it hurts. Mm -hmm. And so people tend to get like, if you do actually close the cell mm -hmm. at that point, I started noticing that almost immediately people would get buyer's remorse call back and say, no, I don't want this. Yeah. I feel like they were duped, right? Yeah. And so what I started, that's it, right? right? And so one of the things that I said, because I would feel the same way, mm -hmm. but the fact right. is, is that what I started doing and a big difference that I was kind of making there was that I found out what the pain was and then what I would do is I would start talking about value. When I figured that out and figured out what their motivation was, what was the big key thing, I started talking, moving my way back out that funnel and start talking about value props, but I wouldn't tie it to the pain. I would tie it back to their need. Because okay. what you've done, because what you've done is that you've now been able to 
make an emotional attachment to the value proposition. And when you keep bringing up the need, you're not poking on the pain, but you're actually talking about like, this is what we're gonna answer. Yeah. And in that right. way, what you've done is that you've been able to actually offer up like a way for them to be able to resolve that pain. And you're not yeah. constantly reminding them of it, but you're saying like, here's the need, and then it reminds them of like, oh my goodness, like how, that's how I can get that solved. And then you kind of end on the value prop and ROI and all those other things. That, that makes sense. I think um, the difference between, you know, maybe selling like a door-to-door -door sales, right? Like if it's like a quick, smaller transaction, some of them are bigger, right? Yeah. But smaller transaction, I mean, that's going to be, maybe it is just the pain and I'm like, oh yeah, you have it. Yeah. You give it to me right now. Like, good, 100%. I'll never see you. There's no relationship. Yeah. But anything when it comes to security and software, um, these are long-term solutions and so right. I like yeah it is the it, there does need to be a, a relationship that's yes. the funnest part of business is well, relationships to me 100%. not to everybody some people just don't want to be around people but that's the best part yeah. about building a business is the yeah. relationship and so yeah. it can't be a manipulation not at all it has to be like you I don't even care if I sell to you yep I know that if I if I give love man it's gonna come yeah. back eventually yep. somehow and right. that was, that was right. one of the things I found that if, you know, because I, I started going out and I started realizing that, you know, that sales is more than that, right? It's, it's more, um, sales is a lot more than just that transactional type thing. Because in many cases, yeah, there is that transaction, that's transactional key piece. And that was one of the things that was very pushed in that, that whole process of being able to push that idea of like, we want to build relationships. We don't want to build transactions, right? Mm -hmm. right. Because as we build relationships, I mean... Um, I can't remember. Oh, you had one guest that came on that um, he was the lawyer. Oh, dude, uh, Josh. Josh Barron. Yeah, one of the most brilliant people ever. So when Josh was talking about that yeah. whole bit about, like, all you have to do is that if you give somebody a top-tier white glove experience, it's going to pay off as time continues to go on, right? Right. It's always that right. thing. And that's what the leadership at that at my first software, at my first SaaS gig, was doing is that he's like, we want these people to be as successful as possible. And if you have that attitude of doing that, that's how you can be able to make sure that you're always going to be able to, we're going to bring more people in. And always, that really resonated me, resonated with me quite a bit. Yeah. So it, it was one of those things that we continued to do, and I continued to kind of utilize a lot of that same stuff. As I went on from there, I went from sales into sales enablement because of my training background and because of what I'd done in the military. They were saying like, hey, we think, you know, we think you'd be a good fit if you want to come over to sales enablement. Um, we went, you know, we were able to kind of, get people ramped up within six weeks, whereas before it was like 12, it was, really, it was really good. Like we were able to make like yeah. a lot of really good, good movements and yeah. being able to get them trained up, get them onboarded quickly and help them understand like what it was that we're trying to get done. Then I got recruited out of there to a company back east and then I was working with there until, mm. you know, April of this year. Nice. And, yeah. and the same thing, but it was the difference was that now I went from something that was semi-transactional to right. all relationship. Because if you, if you all have noticed, like when you're working with somebody within the DOD, like it is all like you have to know somebody. Most of these people are like, hey, they may have really great marketing, but yeah. unless you are building that relationship the entire time, like it is, it takes a while. Like it is very slow. Yeah. Your sales right. cycle, as you probably know, like it can be 18 months to two years. Yeah, man. For a cycle. Absolutely. That's pain. That was ridiculous to me. <laughs> yeah. That was so <laughs> crazy. But then obviously being in the military, I was like, that makes a lot of sense because I was working like the budget side. I did have to understand the different colors of money and how those changed and if they could change. Can you talk a little bit about that yeah. for sure. us, like yeah. plebes? Like we don't know. Right? So, when yeah. you're about, so when you're talking about budgets, right? right? So at the very beginning of a year, like a fiscal year, right? Because fiscal yeah. year starts on like October 1, right? Every year. Okay. October 1, so that's, you know, we're already... Dang it. We already missed it. That's okay. Shoot, okay. Now <laughs> is the time. So here's the thing is that they will give you the budget at the very beginning of October 1. Okay. And every quarter they say, okay, how are you doing on your budget? Right? It's not a matter because sometimes they'll say like, hey, we've already allotted our budget for the rest of for the full year. Mm -hmm. But the good part about it is that if you come in and you say, hey, I have this thing that I want to do, they might come forward and say to you, well, Scott... I can't do that. That color of money mm -hmm. has already been used over here. So that's all I've got. The is color that this, of money. Yeah, because money money has different colors because there's going to be a certain amount of money that goes to computers. Okay. There's going to be a certain amount of money it. that goes to facilities. There's going to be a certain amount of money that goes to food. 
there's all these different colors of money that have different mm -hmm. things. So you might come forward and you might say, hey, I've got this thing that I want to be able to do. Well, that color of money has already been spent. Okay, cool. But what about these other things? What about this? Um, what about this thing for, you know, what they call like NASA soup? And what about like the, you have got like a small business, you know, a small business type of fund that you can be able to go out there and do pilots, pilot operations with certain type of software and things like that. Sibbers is what they call them, right? Okay. I can do a Sibber and I can do NASA soup and I can do this. Well, all of these things, all these things combined, they're like, okay, cool. Well, then, yeah, well, let's go ahead and let's have a conversation, right? So sometimes that would come up and then... What'll happen is that every single quarter they'll say like, hey, Scott, are you using all your money? Hey, okay, it's the end of second quarter, are you using all your money? They'll come in and they'll make sure that you're using it. Yeah. And if it's not being used, right, if your money's not being used, they'll take that away from you next year. Ugh. So you have to expend on you all money, yeah. right? Just spend it. And so then- You wanna be on the receiving end. That's that. right. And, <laughs> yeah. then, and then there's times, there's times where what would happen is that you start going in and in May timeframe, I mean, you know, you can go, you guys can go ahead and like test me on this, you know, fact check me. But if you start talking to your DOD folks in May timeframe and start saying like, hey, are you going to execute on all of Q4? That's the time. Okay. Mm. That's the time. March, oh. March to May. Start checking out and start talking to your DOD folks. Are you guys going to execute? Do you have any extra funds? Because nice. many of them, they have to spend that money. Right. They're not going to get it the following year. So they will say like, well, tell me what it is that you've got. Like what's going on, Right. And these are for your DOD entities, right? Yeah. For your contractor folks, contractor folks, that's what they're all, they're all on all cylinders all the time trying to make sure they're talking to those guys. So like when it came down to like your NASA soup, your Sibbers, your all of these things yeah. that you're trying to like work, I had no idea that that was a thing, but my contracting folks who have been working in like GSA and working in all these other fields within the DOD were like, hey, we know all about that. And if you can be able to make that a little bit smoother, like, hey, if you want to be able to make sure that you can be up for this this uh, program, you need to make sure that you're fed ramped, and mm -hmm. you need to make sure that you're fed ramp high. Mm -hmm. Because if you're fed ramp high, that you're means in. that you you can be able yep. to get access to all of these other programs, right? right? And many of them, if you're saying like, "Hey, we want to do this," I know that you're going to be reaching out to some of these folks come March and May and everything else. Let me come in here and let me make sure that this gets integrated, Q1, mm -hmm. Q2, and then that way you guys are going to be ready for your end of your sweeps got it a little bit of verbiage for you yeah no oh, I'm, I'm just wondering like what color <laughs> what color compliance documentation is <laughs> what color, is it like you know nasty diarrhea brown something like that so yeah. i'm pretty sure it's something <laughs> yeah, something yeah. like that you know is it no offense to like University of Wyoming, right? But like, I was just thinking like a color, right? Like, you know, that's, that is, a, that is an ugly color. That's why I didn't go there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> great people, right? Sorry. Great I'm people. Gonna, dude. Oh my gosh, dude. I'm going to, yeah. I, maybe we can edit it out, right? <laughs> love you nothing, guys. Nothing wrong. Nothing love wrong Cowboys. with University. I love. Nothing wrong with the Pokes. Love Adam. Yeah. Adam loves the, the Pokes, right? Good for him. Good for him, man. Yeah. Good for you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, it was, I'm just saying, Utah was a little bit closer than, you know, Laramie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, dude. That's just, okay. Never anyway. mind. Let's not, no more hate. No more okay, hate. so what color, okay, so. So when you're talking about, that's what they're talking about, the color of money, right? Color of money. So what you'll do is that you'll come forward and you'll say, hey, I want to offer you software, software stuff. Mm. And they're like, well, that money's already been taken. Mm. But if you have an, but if you're aware that a government entity has like to say this extra money over here mm -hmm. and say like, how do we, how do we get that changed? Well, that's, that t that's a long process. Got it. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's what, that's what contractor companies like the one that I worked for. Um, that's what they were dealing with is that we would go in and we'd say, Hey, we have this really great software on, you know, to actually take care of your, you know, uh, penetration testing, like automated mm -hmm. penetration testing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have this software that can be able to do this. We've already spent all that. Right. Mm -hmm. And we've got like this competitor and this competitor that we're currently using and this yeah. person beat this one. OK, cool. How long is that going to be? Well, it's going to be for the next like three years or it's going to be for the next year okay. or whatever. Mm -hmm. And at that point, we say, OK, well, are you aware of like we can be able to apply for a SIBR, a SIBR piece of funding or we can do NASA soup and be able to offer up a pilot for you or something to be able to offer this up to you and let you see what we're doing. And you can do a side by side comparison. Mm. And then if we need to. Because that NASA soup is a different color of money than this. 
wow. right, than what they use for their software. And because a lot of times, like you have uh, coming from a training environment, training environment money is a completely different color of money, mm. right? And so what happens is that if somebody comes in, say a government entity, the army, says, hey, I'm noticing that this organization over here has all this training money. I want to take it and use it over here. Well, training training funds are like super, like very coveted. Like you mm. don't you don't touch training money. Mm-mm. And so if you try to take that money and move it over here, they get very upset. Mm. They get really really upset about that. So anyway. Okay, so that sounds like really hard. Like man, that's gonna be crazy. So we you need can, people. You can tell why I need... don't work for the army. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I think there's no no substitute for experience there. Uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just, but, just wondering. Yeah. yeah. Right. But anyway, but that's but that's how I ended up getting into this, and then had that riff, and then I applied for this position over with Anatomy Labs, yeah, which is a, where I'm at currently. I'm like t- was one of their first salespeople over there. Yeah, yeah tell I'd us about it. it. Yeah, yeah. love to so, hear about that. Yeah. yeah, so Anatomy Labs, Anatomy Labs started back in 2014, right? They've been mm-hmm. in business for a minute, and what they started off with is they started off with a really solid product. They delve in, they deal with primarily data privacy, mm-hmm. right? So it's just being able to protect data. They started off with a direct-to-consumer app. Mm-hmm. that they did for years. And then mm-hmm. a few years ago, what they did is that through their connections and different things, they were able to go out and determine like, hey, we've got a really good B2B type type product here that we could probably help out, you know, help out with. Mm-hmm. So they went out and they captured a few through some, you know, relationships and things like that, captured some really big names. Like one of them is like a, you know, um, like is in the top five, in, one of the top five insurance carriers that we're able to, kind of like tack on some of our stuff to them. So, and the way some of the features that I'm referring to are gonna be like your your VPN, your safe web browsing, you know, your end-to-end encryption, creating pseudos so yep. that people don't have to continue to use their own information. Oh, and okay. right, so it's one of those ways that they can still protect their PII, their mm-hmm. personally identifiable information, mm-hmm. and being able to make sure that they can still interact in our world because it is so much information. Because right. So much information nowadays, like data breaches and things like that. I mean, you've got your you've got your data brokers that are out there selling all of your information out there for pennies on the dollar mm. to just anybody who will take it all the time, right? You've got like the you've got the Instagram algorithm that's listening to us right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's gonna talk about like the color. It's gonna like it's gonna come up with something. Something the University of Wyoming like MBA. Yeah, it's or gonna something come like up. That. University of MBA. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I usually yeah. like to sneak in and like just you know try to whisper on my wife's phone. Let's see. Chuck Taylors, Chuck Taylors, Chuck Taylors. Right? Nice. <laughs> that's what I try to do. So it'll pop up on her. On yeah. Her, on her feet. Um, yeah. But nothing but yet. The, we'll but that's see. what we. <laughs> that's what we normally. That's what we normally delve into, and that's what I was asked to do is to come in and kind of say, okay, we've got these verticals, right? Um, and our verticals are insurance, software security, and now recently fintech. And so we're talking to financial institutions and. Talking to him about our stuff. Did you find it? Is I got right? a pram if I add. <laughs> like, Let's go. Perfect. perfect. This, one perfect. Good. this one Keaton just made. <laughs> I did. No, I did. I did see that. Yeah. I love it. The SSP. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Is, I saw that yeah. on uh, Don't those. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. <laughs> this is one of my favorite ones you did. Yeah. McMahon. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. But awesome. that, guy, that guy is the king of memes, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he really is. I see him on all sorts of stuff, the whole like. Yeah. Funny thing is, like, I know a guy in the military that kind of looks like him. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he's just as scary. <laughs> so yeah, scary looking dude. Um, but the but yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now, and that's what I do with them. Is that primarily we're kind of delving into that whole idea of you know know your customer, the whole KYC thing. Right. Tons of tons of KYC people that are out there right now. But what we're trying to do to differentiate ourselves is to be able to talk about the reusable the reusableness <laughs> that's the wrong word but to be able to reuse those KYC credentials in the app on you know online in the branch being able to help those build that customer that customer teller confidence so that when somebody comes into the branch they're immediately be able to identify it we can start working through those reduce that friction so that mm. people can just have a better experience right, right. and at right. the same time be able to reduce costs because on the phone, like being able to try to identify people, like when your people are trying to call in, it takes time. And being able to reduce that cost and increase revenue is obviously what most financial institutions want. I have a couple so, questions on that, but Keaton, I think you did. You have one. You're good. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I have a couple questions. Yeah, yeah, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm no. Keen. Yeah, I would just. Sir. <laughs> thank you. So, yeah, when I was looking um, at your company's website, I yeah. saw um, the MySudo platform. Yes, that's right? the one. And that's the for business to consumer. Correct? Yes. Correct. So with the my with the my pseudo platform, like what you're going to see there is that's going to be like our digital you know digital identity protection kind of program, like the DIP, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so what they're able to do is that very much taking those same features from the my pseudo app, with like you know your your ability to be able to create additional pseudos, you know additional emails, your VoIPs, your end to end encryption, and a VPN or whatever. Yeah. You can be able to take all of those, and with that, they're able to utilize that and be able to offer up that dip to their consumers. Right. So that B to B to C type yeah. movement, right? Where they're able to say like, hey, well, I want the additional protection. I want to be more proactive with my data privacy and with my information, and so they'll take that information just to go from there. So that's where you saw that. That's a pseudo platform. Okay. That's awesome. So that's yeah. like all super like technical, right? So um, it, it seems like you guys are kind of building this market right now. Like you're part of this, this market opportunity. I know it exists and everything, right. but bringing people to a new opportunity takes a lot of work. Oh, Think, and, it's, and, and yeah. it's breaking down false beliefs or maybe not false beliefs. It's mm -hmm. you can't be it's you don't want to be in the business of changing people's beliefs, right? That's right. Like so hard. Hundred percent. Yes. Interesting. But you want to introduce them to the new opportunity. So how have you found ways to do that in, in this new So one of the biggest things and you'll you'll find that every you know, every market is going to be different, right? Because mm -hmm. if you're trying to, if you're trying to sell to like a banking industry or things like that, right? Um, as it's different than military, it's, it's way different than military. It's way different than because before I was in, I was dealing with contractors, right? Mm -hmm. Contractors are individuals that they're expecting you to call them on their cell phone at any time of day, and they'll pick mm -hmm. up, right? That's right. That's how contractors do it. That's right. That's how they keep their business going. Right. Banks and financial institutions, they don't do that. Mm -hmm. They're like. They will, they will like take their sweet time getting back to you, and they have tons of people that are reaching out to them. And there is, we have found that so far, being able to call them on the phone. And there's, there's even been some people I've watched on LinkedIn. One of my, one of the people I was looking at, straight up said, "Hey, salespeople, don't do this. Do not, do not try to reach out. Do not try to do this. Do not try to approach me with this or that or this. I know you have a tough job. I'll get to you. I'll get to you if I need you." Hmm. I was like, that seems a little bit like you know. Um, you know, egocentric, but that's fine, <laughs> yeah. right? That's okay. I get it because if there's not a need for like whatever it is, then that's, I understand. Yeah. So one of the things that we found so far is being able to crack that nut is just meet them face to face. We have to go to conferences. Yeah. And this is one of the years, you know, this is like one of the, fir the first years that Anonymy Labs has gone out to conferences. I can believe that we've gone out to like five, five or six. Oh, and man. And that's, that's what it's been. It's just been one thing after the other, and they yeah. have been so incredibly successful yeah. in doing that. Yeah, and, and it's just once you're meeting with them and once they actually know who you are and once you're able to talk to them about, like, hey, these are the concepts that we're trying to, that we're trying to do, because at that time it's like we're not breaking down beliefs, right? We're not ch we're, but we're adding to it. We're augmenting right. onto what we currently seeing in the field. Yeah. Right? So that's been the one way to be able to do that. Right. Face, yeah, because it's easier to, to build a relationship when you see another human versus 100%. like which AI right. bot am I talking to? That's right. <laughs> which, and like, and yeah. it's so crazy because that's what people think is like when you and now with yeah. like the use of AI and everything else, that stuff is rampant. And yeah. so that's how do you how do you know like somebody in an email? I don't know if that's a real person. I don't know. Like right. that person's right. using that person's using AI or something like that. If it sounds flowery, if it sounds <laughs> off. Like it's crazy, and so there, and so a lot of people just don't really believe it. So they're just like, oh, I'll just ignore it. Yeah. Right. So a couple of things, right? So ultimately, there are going to be those people that are so incredibly frustrated, and that's where, like, you know, Google Ads are—they're going to find you. They're right. going to be like, you know, and yeah. that's great. We love those. Yeah. Those are like really warm leads that come oh, in. 100%. But there are the other. M most of it is going to be somewhere in the middle, right? Yeah. Where you have to establish that relationship. You mentioned conferences. Um, we're like, well, I don't have any money to go to a conference. To go. And so those, just, in, those industry days are expensive. Yeah. They're, yeah. Especially in the, yeah. in the military. Like, they're like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, they're a lot. Yeah. And so I, like, go, and I'm like, I'm just going to go and see who's there. Um, and for a while, I remember the first one I went to, like, yeah. I didn't have any sales training at all. No sales background. I'm, like, a consultant, but I had no experience doing that. And so I go, 
And um, I just talk to people at their booths. And these are like salespeople that I'm talking to. Yeah. And so I get along with them. And they're like, oh, this is great. Yeah. This is great. And they tell me, that's an amazing idea. Shut up. FedRAMP, shut up. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, dude. We are going to make so many deals with <laughs> Just so many people. Yeah. Because they just tell you, like, oh, yeah, like, I, that sounds awesome. Yep. We're just talking to salespeople. That's just so funny. Anyways, you learn, right? You learn early on as a founder, like, okay, well, who's my ICP? Who's my ideal customer persona? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious with the conferences, how do you guys tend to spot your ideal customer? Good question. So, when you're when you're out there, I mean, it kind of, you know, I use what I normally do is that I normally just talk to anybody and everybody, right? That's the sales. Mm-hmm. That's the sales mentality is like right. more inputs. Just put do more inputs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you'll find that there's going to be individuals you're going to speak to, and most people they have like a little, you know, a little like piece, a little thing, like a little scan or QR okay. code that you have to scan them in and, and whatnot. There's sometimes, and it depends. Um, it depends on your, on you know, on your, like your boss. I mean, are we just going in or just walk around talking to people? What's yeah. going to be our plan? Right. Um, and what we found is that by going out and just striking up conversations and just being like, hey, how's it going? You know, how are you? And, and just that's it. Just being able to be willing to put yourself out there and talk yeah. to some of these folks. There are going to be times where you have to fail quickly. And you have to realize, like, hey, this is a person that, like, hey, this is really good talking to them, but very cordially end the conversation and then move on, right? Right. Um, When you start talking about a technical type person, a technical person, right, for a dirty salesperson like myself, right, (laughs) I'm not going to be able to get that deep. I know for a fact that if I start talking about too much with, like, SSP, with Kenny, I'm going to get lost in the sauce real quick. Mm -hmm. So I keep it, like, high level, right? We just talked to... uh technician today was my favorite demo ever yeah he was like he's one of the foremost in FedRAMP like yeah. he's he's one of the guys like one of the godfathers of FedRAMP awesome. and so we were talking to him today and it was the most fun ever <laughs> it was like everybody was like yeah he's like hey can we talk about SC13 and encryption tables and I'm like oh my gosh can we talk about SC13 can we talk about validation yes 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 and so, so we just excited. get into it and uh, anyways, it, it got a little out of hand. I would <laughs> it say, got a yeah, yeah, it got a little out of hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. But it was good. Yeah, and he loved it. And you know, I'm excited to work with him. Yeah, and that's awesome. <laughs> and that's, but that's a prime example of like that's with being able to match up your persona, right? Right. And being able to match up with somebody's energy and things like that. And so, going in and doing your homework first. That's that. Mm-hmm. That's that. That find piece is top of the funnel. Top of the like that fatal funnel where you're saying like, we know that these are going to be the people that we need to speak to. Because we know that, you know, if I talk to a, if I talk to a CTO, right, or if I talk to somebody or a CISO or something like that, those yeah. are going to be the individuals that are going to really care about what I'm doing. If I'm talking right. to somebody like that is middle management, yeah. they're, they're, they might be a champion, but right. most of the time they're not going to be holding any purse strings. They yeah. have zero to right. do with the decision-making process. And so at that point, that's why it's being able to understand, like, hey, get to that knowledge quickly. Start talking about, like, hey, does, does this resonate with you? Right? Yeah. How does this resonate? And they're Absolutely. like, it doesn't resonate at all, man. That's not going to be me. I'm not <laughs> even that part. I can't tell you how many times I've been on that phone and they're like, this is not even going to be my side. What you're telling me, Reed, is very compelling, but I can't do anything about that. Yeah. Well, then who do I need to talk to? You yeah, need to right. talk to Vicky. I was like, okay, cool. I'll call okay, Vicky. I'll call Vicky. And then Vicky ignores me for like a couple of months, right? <laughs> right? And so, and you know, and then you just go out there and try to meet him. I can tell you that building up all of these different personas. And then finally, we had an opportunity with one of our conferences where all of these people that were in our sweet spot were all at the same place. And then at that mm. point, like we had our people going in and just touching base. And it was it's great. Amazing. So I'm, I'm curious with that as well. So you, you found a lot of success, or and your team found a lot of success. You're just going out and talking to people. Yeah. Do you find any success in like creating a booth and going about it that way and trying to draw in people? There is, so you have to remember there's always going to be somebody who's going to have more money than you. <laughs> right. 100%. Right? Yeah. We went out and we had a booth at one of our conferences this last year, and it was successful. We considered it a success. Um, but the very next conference that they were at, that my colleagues were at, where there wasn't a booth, they were able to go out there and talk to everybody that they needed to talk to. Right. Plain and simple. And so, yeah. especially talking to, like, your, you know, uh, talking to our, our finance folks, to yeah. them, it's like, 
okay, you had eight meetings when we paid this much amount of money to have somebody set up a booth and have this booth set up for us. Great. People knew who we were. People saw us. That's fine. But then we put out this much money and you had like 12 meetings or 15 meetings. This is crazy. Like, yeah, right. obviously, you know, and finding those right places because, you know, it can be hit or miss. That's why it's so important to, mm -hmm. to go out there and fail fast. And when you fail, Sorry. try to fail with like as little much of an investment as possible. Right. right. That's why doing that's why social selling and like all of those things are important to continue to do because you you've going. literally got nothing to lose. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's Just why you go out going. There making, you know, making your content, making people laugh, you know, playing, you know, wishing people a happy birthday, you know, with your Is guitar. it your birthday today? It is. No, no. I'm talking uh, about a video that you did. No. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That caught my attention. I was yeah. like, man, what a great No, place. birthdays are legendary at Paramify. Hey, there you go. Yeah, man. Oh, we wanna, uh, well, we try. I don't know. I think I've missed a few. <laughs> but we want, we aspire to make them I love good. It. I love it. But <sighs> they're so good, man. But anyway, but that's yeah. Are you are you still fixing trucks? So Reed fixes trucks. I oh, yeah. I, tr I try to fix trucks. So the um, I'm still. So I'm, I'm talking about like because I just did. Did you like, bring a truck here? I did bring a truck here, and the, <laughs> and the check engine light is on. I have to replace the oil <laughs> pump. I have to replace the oil pump. It's the same. It's the same bloody truck that I had like back when I visited with you. You know, back in the summer. <laughs> and so because I had done like all this work on it and everything else, and like got it like a nice little lift on it and everything, and had to replace the bushings and the upper control arms and all this other crazy crap. You probably so, can't explain to people why you do that to yourself, but you're like, I just. I just have I to. just don't want to, I, yeah. A lot of people are like, why don't you just go out there and like get a brand new vehicle? I was like, I don't know, because this is paid off. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's right, silly. Yeah. It's silly, but anyway, but yeah, that's, um, I have to actually replace the oil pump on this one. And so oh. with, with a, because uh, it's a Ram, and so I have to actually take off the front end all completely and be able to do that. And yeah. I tell you, man, if, if I didn't find my specific niche in automating compliance documentation, Man, I would have been a terrible world, right? I, I, I'm like useless, like for like house chores. Like everything is like still broken at our house. Right? Oh no! Like we bought it. Oh no! Like I try, but yeah. like I just get tired. I'm like, dang it, you know, this works good enough, right? And yeah. uh, you know, the farm economy, I would have been just just begging oh. for food everywhere. Oh, dude! <laughs> right? My... But you know what? Compliance documentation—that's my sweet spot. That, that's it. That's where it. You, that's where you found it. That's great. Yeah. yeah, my yeah, my wife gets onto me. Uh, doesn't she doesn't get on me, but she talks about like, hey, I've got to I'm thinking. That's always like the best thing to hear from a spouse. Like, I've been thinking. And oh. You know, one or two things. You know, you're going to lose a lot of money, <sighs> right? Or it's going to be something that is going to be. You know, you know this pain. Like it's yes. like, hey, I've been thinking. All right, what have you been thinking? What about? are your thoughts on this? <sighs> She's like, I want some floating shelves over here. Okay, we can do that, but that means that we need to remove these cabinets. And if we remove these cabinets, they're a different color underneath. And I was thinking that we could actually repaint the entire interior mm. I've had, of the house. We've had like those, yeah, those Real. those same conversations. I'm like, yo, yeah, easy, easy. Oh man, it's never easy, no. babe. No, it's never you've been, easy. You've been watching too much HGTV. Oh man. So. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. it's great. It looks there's, beautiful. It's so yeah. To be fair, there's still a floating shelf that I have to install. Like, oh man, like this I week. Don't know. So, was, which is okay. Like I've been able to get to it. Like because YouTube University is great. Oh, oh man, so. I, yeah, it is. Yeah. The last thing I did YouTube University was like learning how to play Eruption a long time ago, and I just oh, stayed yeah. on. And I'm like, okay, I got it. I got it. That was years ago. I do not have time for YouTube University these days. But one day, one day I will. Maybe That's I'll it. I'll be a better do-it-yourself. Oh nope. man. I just don't even think it's going to happen. Don't want to overcommit. Yeah. I'm screwed. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> one of the questions we ask, and we yes. need to update this question, but I have not yeah. prepped it. So in the fellowship, who is your guy or gal? Oh, in the fellowship. Everyone. Okay. Everyone. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And what are the principles that guide this decision? So one of the first things I love, I, I mean, it's it, – it's very funny that you're asking this, and I don't know if you knew this before, but I, I'm listening to Fellowship right now. Okay. Oh, nice. The one, the one that's by Andy Serkis. Okay. Right, so I'm listening to that one, and he's doing all the voices, and it's been going great so far. And I started the trilogy, the extended versions, with my boys. Oh, that's and awesome. And so we just, yeah, we're on, like, the two towers right now. And so, anyway, 
So we, so I choose Aragorn. The reason that I choose Aragorn is because of his tumultuous past, right? Because mm-hmm. of everything about being that reluctant hero, right? Mm. Being the reluctant hero and the fact is, is that he understands his own skills. He doesn't want to be part of it. He doesn't, he's one of the, he's one of the very few that can like mm-hmm. withstand the power of the ring and yeah. still like not yeah. be, not follow like the pride that his father's the yeah. that carried them to their deaths. And Sildor? Yeah. Blew just, it. Just, yep. Totally blew, blew it. it. And so mm. I love that in his ability, his ability to be able to get people to lead by example, servant leader. Yeah. I love yeah. Aragorn too. We talked it's about a strong it a lot. character, yeah, man. Yeah. He's good. Aragorn's yeah. my guy. Strider, his true name is Aragorn. Yeah, that's what. That's when he's in the. You know, Frodo finds out about it. Oh, it's Aragorn, not Strider. It's quite, yeah, it's so anyway, good. Man. Strong man. So good. I'm still sticking with Legolas though. Yeah, Legolas yeah. can mount a horse like none other. Exactly. Yeah, well, that's and, <laughs> I mean, walk on top of the snow. Yeah. So light-footed. Yeah. All those things. He's yes. Amazing. One hundred percent. Yeah. Solid question. I would like to um, ask real quick. Yes. For someone who's just starting their career, okay. Um, do you have any, any advice for them, especially if they want to start a career, say, in sales? In sales. Yeah. So, one of the first things is that I, looking back at it, where it was a, where it was like a thing that I was not comfortable with, and then I changed completely and said, hey, actually, I would love to do sales, and I love doing sales. One of the things that I would say to people is that being able to understand that failure and resilience are gonna be gonna have to be commonplace. You're mm-hmm. gonna fail, and you're gonna feel like you're gonna feel like you are bugging people, and you're gonna feel like it's you have to get past that, and you have to be resilient. That there's gonna be multiple times where you're gonna fail. I saw somebody once that actually started to quantify how much they how much money they made every time that they failed when that when that one yes finally hit, mm. right? And so what you do is that you take the win, whatever it is, and you divide whatever your commission was amongst mm. all the no's. And it is literally just a game if you look at it that way and be able to say, like, hey, every single every single time that I lost, it was mm. $4. Or every time I lost, it was $20, right? Yeah. Right. And, cool. making, and making sure that when you do start going out and you do start doing sales, but one, make sure that you're resilient. Make sure that you continue to go out and just understand, hey, what is, and asking the right questions in the interview process, right? Right. Saying, okay, how many of your people are actually meeting quota? Right? Asking that question and saying, okay, well, we have this many people meeting quota. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. How many people are on your team? Because I had people that once said to me, oh, yeah, we get 80% that do quota. Mm-hmm. How big is your team? It's four. Four <laughs> people. And 80% are hitting quota. Okay, yeah. got it. That's, that's, uh, like, that's right. like math. Like, yeah, that's know. hard math. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's just, but I yeah. had somebody who had said that to me. Right. Like, We've only got four people on the team. I was like, an 80% are hitting. Okay, well, what are the other people hitting? And the other people were not making, not even close, like not even close to like hitting quota at all. And so oh, you're wow. like, okay, well, then what is the what is the close rate, right? What is the close rate? What is all these other things? And making sure you ask questions when you're stepping into it. But right. being able to know how to talk to others, being able to learn how to... Uh, I I read a book, you know, I made sure to read books. Like, you you know, you read one sales book, you read them all. But I actually read something on social engineering. What's your mm. favorite one? My yeah. favorite social engineering book? Yeah. Or my favorite book? Yeah, so, the, so, so, yeah, so both of them. All right. Let's hear yeah. the social engineering one. All right, so Unmasking the Social Engineer. Um, mm. I cannot remember who it is, but if you put Unmasking the Social Engineer, you're going to find out. Okay. But that but that book is, is amazing. I, I really love that one a lot. It talks a lot about how... You can be able to position your body, be able to talk to others and using inflection, things like that. Obviously, you know, I do I do have a little bit of experience as far as like interrogating others and just yeah, sure. trying the right. right and the wrong thing and being able to match energy and being able to mirror and things like that. It gets okay. familiar with this, with mirroring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. So when somebody's talking to you, you know, you're talking to them like the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're kind of having all of those. Steepling is another thing mm-hmm. if you want to be able to um, if you're talking with your hands or something like that. Anyway, yeah. mm. it talks a yeah. lot. It talks a lot about that type of stuff. Cool. Um, but yeah, my other book I can't choose, but I can choose a series. Is the Wheel of Time series? Okay. By Robert oh, yeah. and Brandon Sanderson. Okay. Mike really likes that series. 15, Mike does. Yeah. Mike cooks. Yeah. Mike cook. Yeah. Does Mike guess? Well, we have to do last names now. Oh, We're okay. at that point. <laughs> you can't just not just Mike. Yeah. The cross there the was chasm. a legendary yeah. omniture billboard. That said something like, "If your name is like Mike, I don't know." And they crossed it out, Greg. If your name is Greg, <laughs> 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 like they said, we're pretty cool. I don't yeah, know, awesome. pretty funny. But 
that's that's the other one. But I mean, that's that's what I would kind of start off with. I started off with that, but then it was yeah, my biggest piece of advice: just understand that life is going to get like you're going to have to grind. Yeah, and making sure that you ask the right questions when you uh, yeah when you are looking out for jobs and gain as much knowledge as you can about your client. Micro question on that: yeah. Do you do you find that it helps when you check? change your mindset from like selling to like hey how am I you're trying to help them right you're, you have something so, that's really important a really big thing is that Ian Koniak I was listening to one of his one of his podcasts he was on with Andy Paul uh-huh. and Ian Koniak talked a little bit about that piece about just like hey first of all he broke it down with the numbers and he said like break it down in the numbers about how much you have to make as far as like your quota is concerned what you have to do in order leading up to that break it down and make it simple make it simple math but then the other piece is that changing your mindset to that of, I want to build a relationship with that person. And this is when I was like literally taking like my first drive from North Ogden to Lehigh, <laughs> taking that drive and I was listening to this and I'm like, that resonated with me so yeah. much yeah. that when I changed it to actually being interested in that person and interested in their journey and understanding like where they came from and wanting to get down to what their motivation was and helping them get to that point. Because everybody can find out a need, mm. but what's the pain that's driving that need? What's the motivation behind that need? And mm. if you can mm. find that, a lot, of time, a lot of times it's very similar to, it helps you build empathy for what they're trying to do, right. and then changes that mindset to be able to say like, well then, let's try to build this up together, and let's You're try trying, to figure this out. Trying to help people. That, that's, a, that's a very good question, and that's right. something that helped me a lot when I was kind of like building my own sales methodology and about the way that I sell best is being able to understand that and nice and making sure that it's about it's not about trying to like make as much money as possible it's about trying to build a relationship mm-hmm. because you'll realize at the end of the day like money's going to be fleeting but the relationships that you build with other people yeah like you talked about with me like, yeah is going to be more than anything else yeah right they'll, they'll follow you around 100%. well I'm glad to have uh, to be your friend Reed it's yeah. been it's been awesome having you on and uh, who knows maybe we do it again yeah, uh, maybe we change the question from Lord of the Rings and we shift into Star Wars, hopefully. I'm and, down for uh, Star Wars, yeah. Yeah, if, <laughs> if, it's, if, if people are okay with it. I love Star Wars. Okay. Thanks so much, <laughs> man. Appreciate okay. you, Glad dude. Glad to be here. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. All right, you, let's go. Grandpa, thanks, guys. See awesome, ya. thank you.